Welcome to the Business Life and Joy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy. If you want to grow an online business without fear, self-doubt, or the need to take on a hustle around the clock mindset, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creative entrepreneur, teacher, two-time online business owner, mom, wife, and friend. Thank you for being present with me for today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because today's episode is pretty impromptu. So today is episode 37 of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. And prior to today and prior to this week, I already had episode 37 lined up for you. But over the last two weeks, I have received the exact same question from several different sources, different places. And basically made me think, I really need to do a podcast episode about this. One, so that I can now direct other people to this podcast episode when they have this question. And two, because I want to make it very clear the answer to this question, because it's one that you may likely have had or will likely have anytime in the future. And so I really decided, you know what, we're going to push the old episode 37 up another week or back another week. And let's get this recorded and out there for my audience, because I don't want another person struggling with this like those who have come to me and asked this question have. So what is this question you ask? Well, I was asked, and I have been asked many times, you know, Shante, I listened to your episode about defining goals and the steps you give us, and I downloaded, you know, that freebie workbook, and I looked through it, but some of my goals, some of the things I want to put in my power sheets for the year, they simply just don't fit into that kind of bracket or that um, checklist that you gave me. And primarily that is because it's not a goal that can be measured or quantified, you know, and for every person who asked me that, the tendency around those questions were things like wanting to, you know, strengthen, develop better relationships. And that isn't something you can technically qualify, right? It's not the same thing as, you know, launch my website on June 1st or, you know, lose 30 pounds by, you know, February 2nd. That's something concrete. You can measure it. You can track it. But when you're talking about things that deal with like relationship, which seems to be the common thread that I saw when people ask me these questions, you're right. That's not something that can be as quantified as some of the other goals that we tend to talk about when we're talking about those business and some life goals, right? And so what I want to talk to you about today is what do you do if you find that your goal isn't something that's measurable by the standard sense of the word, meaning you can go in and say, okay, here's the progress I have and I can count, you know, how or see kind of how I've progressed in here. Clearly with any goal of any type, you can see whether you're making progress or not, but there are some types that, you know, you can't specifically measure. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what I want to give you some clarity on. And then I also want to give you some steps and a free download to help you walk through if you find yourself in that situation where you have a goal 
or as I'm going to call it later on in today's episode, you'll hear me call it a priority that can't be measured. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, Stick around. Even if you haven't had this question, I want you to listen to this episode because I know you're going to find value. And I think this question may come up for you when you find yourself goal setting, if not today, but at a further time in the future. So this episode is for you if you're listening right now. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about that. The answer to the question of what do I do if I find that the goal I've set for myself or something that's really important that I want to work on isn't measurable or isn't quantifiable numerically. Before we even get into strategy or steps is I want you to first make sure that what you're looking at is actually something that falls into this very small and particular category of goals that aren't quantifiable numerically. So here's an example. If you say, for for instance, you know, I really want to read the Bible more. That's one that I heard a lot in our power sheets or talking to different people um, on Instagram, social media. That can be put into something quantifiable, right? You can say, I want to read every day for 15 minutes or every day for 30 minutes, or I want to read a book or a chapter a week, you know, that is something you can quantify. So that type of goal would not fall into the category that we are talking about today. So the first thing is to make sure you actually are in this category when we're talking about something that you can't quantify and say, I can do X amount of this each day, week, hour, minute, depending on what that goal might look like for you, right? But then if you do find that you find yourself in this category, because there are those things that we want to accomplish that can't be measured per se, like deepening relationships. And that's the example I'm going to use a lot today because every single person who came to me and asked this question, whether through DMs, through email, and on our Power Sheets call, all of those had to do with relationships. And so that was a common thread. And I think all of us have bettering, strengthening relationships of many types, you know, at the forefront of our lives and our minds and our goals um, and priorities. So that's why I think it is so relevant. And that's why I think I saw that common thread from that question. And people were struggling with, you know, how do I create a a quantifiable step-by-step thing when deepening a relationship isn't something you want to just, you know, make mechanical, I guess. So relationships with children, spouses, friends, you know, Christ, whatever it is, and those are the, the four most popular that I saw when being asked this question. You know, people felt as though they weren't real goals because they didn't fit within the confines of a goal definition that I discussed with you all in episode, I believe it's episode 23. Let me make sure I'm right on that. Yes, episode 23. Um, so episode 23 was the 10 most common mistakes people make when defining their goals and how to fix it. And there was a download that went with that episode. You can listen to that episode actually at shuntegrant.com forward slash 23. You can get that download at shantegrant.com forward slash 23 download if you are in fact working with a traditional goal, right? A, a basically what 99.9% of your goals are going to be would apply to that episode. What we're talking about today is that 0.01% where it's something that isn't quantifiable, right? So once I heard that question over and over and I heard it tied to my previous episode, I said, you know what? I need to make this clear because I don't want people being confused and hearing one thing and thinking that it's a one size fits all situation. So I want to begin by saying um, that wanting to deepen relationships is really important, right? I consider that, however, when I think about it in my life, I don't look at that as a goal per se, like I would look at, you know, goals I have for you know, my business, most of my goals are business oriented. Um, and when it comes to life, it's more so priorities. Now, I do have some life goals and those particularly 
revolve around like finances, financial goals, because again, that's something that's numerical that can be tracked and progressed, right? But mostly everything else, I call that a priority. And so I think that's where some of the mix up happens. I view a lot of the things that people are calling goals when it comes to like relationships and health and family. I look at those things as priorities, not as necessarily a goal because A goal is kind of, you know, it's very important to us, but it kind of has that checklist. And when we're dealing human to human, you know, I don't want to have a checklist when dealing human to human with with close personal relationships, whether that's, like I said, the children, the spouse, the friends, the Christ, um, whatever that is, that relationship you're working on strengthening. I don't want to mechanicize. Is that a word, y'all? I don't want to make it mechanical. (laughs) Um, Like working toward a goal could be, right? So that's one of the reasons why I just come from a different viewpoint. And it's why when I heard this question, I was kind of like, huh, I never consider from my point of view, you know, setting that up as a goal. Like if you look in my power sheets, for instance, a lot of the things that I have aren't dealing with relationships, but I talk about that in a more of priority, in a kind of priority page that I made for myself. For instance, one of my priorities for this quarter and for this year is focusing even more on strengthening my relationship with my husband. And so with that, there were some quantifiable things I can put in there, like you making sure we're taking more time just for ourselves, more times to get out of the house, to do things outside of the house by ourselves, um, having adult time with other adults and not children, which is really hard when all of your friends have children. It's really difficult, but just trying to do those type of things. But I wasn't looking at that as like, here's a goal and here's some check marks to make that happen. So hopefully that dichotomy makes some sense to you guys. I'm trying to explain where I was coming from and how when I heard this question over and over again, it helped me to realize that my point of view and how I looked at this was a bit differently from how others may look at these type of things when they're trying to think about setting their goals um, at the beginning of a quarter, beginning of a year. And particularly, um, you know, I got, you guys know I've been talking about power sheets for so long um, over the last few months. And I have a lot of people who are working through those with me and you know we have we, we have our power sheets party and I think that's where the the question came in people were setting goals and they got stumped when it came to okay how do I make this look for wanting to spend more time with my children you know that kind of thing so my view of that is this when it comes to relationships we're not necessarily talking about goals in the traditional sense and I don't want to say traditional sense because I think the way I goal set is different it's not the traditional goal setting either but it's not in the sense of how I discussed it in episode 23, right? If you want to set a goal that has to do with your business, has to do with your finances, personal or business, has to do with seeking progress in your business and accomplishing things in your business, episode number 23 is where you go, right? That is your roadmap. That is your checklist. But when we're talking about things in life that are intangible in a sense, right? Relationships, people, human to human, you know, contact relationships. That to me supersedes and is beyond looking at it as a goal. It, I can easily see how people call it a goal because it's something that you want to work on, something you want to progress, improve, make better, strengthen, which is the same thing as when we're talking about goals. So I might flip and call these things priorities, but know that if you've been calling that a goal, that's perfectly fine. But when you do that, you may get tripped up when you're trying to make it fit goal setting like you would use for business. So this is one of the times where there is some kind of dichotomy between business and life, right? 
So that's hopefully crystal clear and not clear as mud. Um, But that is what I wanted to share kind of where I was coming from. I was coming from looking at that thing as a priority. And so I never got caught up in thinking that I had to, you know, define it a certain way. Rather, as I'm going to show you guys in a few minutes, what I do is I use that numerical and quantifiable aspect when I'm talking about the actions that I'm going to do to help me um, make my priorities a priority. And we talk about priorities in episode, I believe it's episode 19. You'd think, sometimes I remember to write these things down when I'm going to reference it. No, it's episode 17. When I talk about how to confidently make decisions without wavering or second guessing yourself, I talk about priorities there. I talk about my life and business priorities. And you'll see even within them, I talk about relationships when it comes to life and my business priorities, right? So... Needless to say, the bottom line, the short Cliff Notes version is for me, when I'm thinking about the things that we're talking about today, I look at those as priorities. And when I look at them that way, it helps me not to have to feel like I'm putting it in some type of box, like our goals sometimes, you know, can become put into these boxes because it's kind of a checklist, right? And I don't want to do that with relationships and human to human interactions, right? I feel like that kind of dehumanizes it a bit. Um, or makes relationships business. And if it's not a business relationship, and even some business relationships, right? You want, it's still human to human. So hopefully that makes sense. That's where I was coming from. However, number two, the second thing I wanted to make clear was if you want to make it a priority to focus on relationships or a goal, call it what you like. Um, The two can be interchangeable here, but you understand now why I call it a priority, not a goal. The good news is that everything that we discussed about goal setting can apply here. And that's what I really want to show you today. Because if your goal is one that's not quantifiable, the good news is that the steps it takes to get you to that goal or to make that thing a priority, those things can be quantified. Those things can be quantifiable because it's basically helping you to um, be held accountable to do the work, do the actions, do the things, right? That show that what you're trying to work on is a priority and you're trying to improve it, you know, strengthen it, whatever, to insert your word, depending on what it is you're working on. So in order for you to bring about change in that thing, that priority, that relationship, you've got to do something, right? You have to do some kind of action. And the action is what you can quantify and measure and track and see progress in. And so that makes it, I think, a lot easier because then you you can see what you're actually doing to either make it a priority to reach that goal, whichever one you want to use. When I get to the one, two, three steps, I think this will make a lot more sense. I hope I'm not confusing you guys. So the very first thing that you're going to do once you set and define what that priority or goal is um, that's not quantifiable, here's what I want you to ask yourself. What action on your part do you need to do to bring about that result? And I'm just going to use an example because I think it'll make that make more sense. Also, um, remember, I have a download for you today that's going to go through all of this, and that will be at shantagrant.com forward slash 37. So you're going to ask yourself, okay, example, I want to um, spend more time with my children. I want to, that is my priority. That is my quote unquote goal for first quarter for 2018, right? Spend even more time with my children. And I will say this with that example, because this is just a good time to kind of talk about that. That's still generic. Remember how I talked about 
in episode 23, when talking about goals, it can't just be generic. It has to be specific. I think saying I want to spend more time with my children, that's a bit generic. Is it that, because sometimes it's not the time that's the problem. It's what are you doing in that time? Maybe you want to say, I want to spend more invested, not passive time with my children. Meaning we're not just sitting and watching TV. We're not sitting and looking at a thing, sitting still, but perhaps we're doing something together, um, making memories, building something, cooking something, baking something, going on a hike, maybe what it is. So I, I challenge you, those who are talking about relationship, which is most of what these are, ask yourself, what is it that you really want? Is it that you haven't feel like you haven't spent enough time or you want more time or you want to, but really I think what it is, it's not about the time per se, but it's about what you do with the time that you do have. So your goal may not be, I want to spend more time with my children. Let's say last year you spent five hours with your children every week. I don't know, probably more than that, right? But five hours where it wasn't, you know, the morning routine, the night routine, the dinner routine, but five hours a week of just family time. You may say that felt like a lot of time, but I still feel like we didn't make memories, that it's not the things my children are going to remember or that we did things, but it wasn't together. So what you may, your real goal may be is I want to spend I don't know. Um, I want to spend more time doing things together as a family that we're focused or we're working together. The TV's off, the phones are away, no gadgets are out. We're actually just playing games or solving a puzzle or taking a hike and finding cool things in nature and then coming home or going to the library and finding a book to see if we can find what the name of this leaf is, things like that. Whatever is age appropriate for your children, of course. But I think that's really what a lot of people are seeking. And by just saying spend more time, they get lost in that goal, quote unquote, usually isn't accomplished. Because, you know, you can be present with someone, but not be present. You can be in a room with someone and still feel alone and still be alone, right? So make sure that when you're setting these things, you're actually getting to the heart of what matters. What matters is typically when we're talking about relationships, we want to be present. We want to have a sense of feeling belonged in a setting. We want to make memories. We want to, you know, those are the things that are going to stick with us forever. Those are the stories that your children will be telling 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, I always built gadgets with my parents on Saturdays. That's what we did on Saturday morning. We always did X. We always went on nature walks. Then we go to the library and hopefully if there's still our libraries, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, they can do that with their children, right? Um, So that's just kind of a side note. Make sure what you're really defining is what you actually are really after. And that's the same thing with any type of goal setting, right? And with priorities. Make sure you're actually getting to what matters because it's not necessarily the time, right? But it's what you're doing in that time. You know, is it really being together? Is it really being focused on one another? Looking each other in the eyes, learning about one another, drawing strength from one another. That's what I think is so important with relationships. And I think that's what we're all seeking for but we phrase it or we coin it some other way and we completely miss that. So that was a long tangent. I'm so off my notes. So let's figure out where I was. Um, So I was saying, let's see, this is what happens when I just go off on my tangents, but it had to be said. I always feel like my tangents are there for a reason. Someone needed something that someone needed to hear. And I almost always am confirmed with that when someone says this is exactly what I needed to hear. So the next thing that I was basically saying is your part, do you need to bring about the result you're looking for? And then the example I was giving is if you want to spend more time with your children, you want to basically have more clearly dedicated, wholly separate time for them. 
Um, that's the goal. That's the priority, right? And so you say, okay, well, what do I need to do? And that might be, you know, do I need to plan in advance more things we're going to do? Do I need to be more spontaneous? Do I need to set a time? Do I need to change my work schedule so that I'm always available during this slot? Because this is when they are high energy, not tired, not sleepy, because that's important depending on the age range. I know for me at this age, you know, you have to catch Zoe when she's not cranky, not tired, not hungry, get her in that sweet spot to really have that engaging time where she's not going to be frustrated because when they're tired, they're tired. And in particular, my child, when she's tired, she fights it so hard. So it's kind of like you may have to say, okay, I need to adjust my schedule. That's one of the things you need to do, right? So that's going to go on your list. I need to adjust my schedule. So during the time that they need me most, I am available. I am able to put my phone away. I'm able to be completely present and there. And that's my only concern and only place I need to be and the only place where my mind and body are. You know, so whatever those things are, that's the first thing you do is you write out that list. What are the things you need to do to get you to that desired result, which is to feel closer to your children or to feel as though you can see that you have devoted more time. You may feel as though last year or whatever, you know, whenever you're saying this, you wanted to spend even more time with them, basically. So figure out what those things look like. What are those action steps that you need to do? And then what I always say is look at how much you've done before, because typically we're making these goals to do more or do better or do deeper than we did in the past. That's usually where these goals come from, right? We say, okay, well, last year I made, you know, $300,000. This year I'd like to make $500,000, right? Most people don't say last year I made $300,000. This year I'd like to do the exact same, right? No one usually setting that goal, right? You don't want to do the exact same. You want to do something different that's more meaningful and deeper because, I mean, that's the point, right? Progressing in life. And I already gave that example of maybe it's not the time, but it's like the quality, over the quantity. So maybe if what you're really seeking is, okay, I want more quality time, what are some of the things we can do? You know, that might be your list. And maybe then I'm getting ahead of myself, but when you start listing those things out, the quantifiable part comes in, you know, setting aside, you know, X amount of time for quantity or X amount of events every week, every month, every quarter to do together as a family. And I have here in my notes, um, so rather than like a passive activity, and I talked about this in my little rant, um, like sitting and watching a movie, you'll find things that have more fulfillment and bring you closer, like cooking a meal together, going blueberry picking together or apple picking. Zoe loves when we go apple picking. Um, and then, you know, bringing the apples home, maybe make an apple pie, make a game out of it, find out what kind of apple this is. I really like the idea and really want to do this when Zoe gets a little older of finding something and then going back to the library and having them learn something particularly because most of the children, when they get in school, they're going to be taught to do research. You go on the World Wide Web. So it'd be really cool to teach my children that there are these things called books that we had to use back in the day. And that's how we learned things. I know in law school, in some of my classes, you were required to look up the cases by the book, even though we could look them up on LexisNexis or Westlaw in like three seconds. You had to go in because they wanted you to know how to use the books. Again, another tangent, I tell you. So those could just be examples. Right now, something Zoe and I are working on is we're building a dollhouse and decorating it together. And rather than just going out and buying her a dollhouse that came completely furnished and then putting the thing and, you know, had all the doll pieces, I wanted something that we could build together. We could decorate together. We decided on the wallpaper together. Now we're going to figure out how we're going to furnish it together in different colors. For me, that was something that was much more fulfilling. And she's going to remember that more. You know, had we just gone to the store, picked out a dollhouse, brought it home, it was ready. 
she's not going to remember that. It's not going to mean as much to her and be as memorable. And she wouldn't have been as, as excited as she has been about the process, right? Because we did it together. I think that's what made her so excited was that it was something that her and mommy worked on together. Hey friend, it's me, Shantae, coming right in the middle of our conversation in this podcast episode, but it's with good news. I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself at the end of the day or the week or the end of the month with little to no results to show for it, despite the fact that you were so quote unquote busy the entire time? Well, guess what, my friend? You're not alone. And most importantly, this does not have to be your story. I want to tell you and introduce you to my brand new training called Peace, Pace, Progress. It teaches you how to get work done that matters, how to go from big picture goals all the way down to the day-to-day activities, and how to get specific and leave the generic and general out of your plans, and so much more. Are you tired of filling notebooks with ideas that never happen? Well, let Peace Pace Progress help you sort through those ideas and teach you which ideas to prioritize and which to trash so that you can begin to see tangible, measurable results in your business. So my friend, what are you waiting for? It's time to put an end to no longer having a system that works. No more working on several things at once and not accomplishing anything that makes your business money. Don't go another day wasting your precious time. So today is the day for peace, pace, and progress in your business. Find out why Dion says, so I just finished Shantae's Peace, Pace, Progress course, and it is everything. From the very beginning of the course, everything resonated. I was definitely team too much. I was grinding for hours on end and into the wee hours of the morning. And now, after Peace, Pace, Progress, when I look back, very little of what I was doing really accomplished anything to move my business forward. Now I know exactly how to do that. Stephanie says, I finished Peace Pace Progress and loved it. I've always felt a lot of anxiety about feeling like I should be doing so much to get things accomplished, but it was hard to get that broken down into specific steps and timelines for some reason. But now, thanks to Peace Pace Progress, I've got my weekly and daily workflows filled out and I know exactly what I should be doing. So are you ready to get things done, make the most of your time, and get more done in less time? If so, head on over to peacepaceprogress.com to learn more, my friend. I'll see you there. So again, we're talking a lot about relationships today because I think that is typically this 0.01% of um, goals that we're talking about. So noting what you've done in the past, like I said, um, and what you want to build on, then what you're going to do is you're going to use a lot of the same tactics that we talked about with goal setting in episode 23. And so the first thing you're going to do is, like I said, number one, what are the specific acts that can help you to make this more of a priority or help you reach your desired result? Desired result could be, you know, feeling more close to your spouse or it could be arguing less with your spouse, arguing less with your friends, being more supportive of a friend. Like that could be a goal slash priority. Like I want to be more supportive of my friends. I feel like I can be more supportive. I could be there for them. So, you know, being present and being there for friends is a priority for me right now that I'm focusing, specifically focusing on. So what specific acts can you do to help you reach that result, which is to be more supportive, to to know your friends are being, you know, supported by you? Um, That's the first thing. And the second thing is then you can start quantifying that, whether that looks like ensuring X amount of time each week, 
plan X amount of activities each month, incorporate conversation and phone free time X times a month, times a week. I know one thing I have, for instance, on my daily tending list and my power sheets is something I try to make sure I do every day is encourage someone, right? And that could be a stranger. That could be someone I know closely. That could be someone I just know. I'm just going to say a word that I don't think is a real word. Who's surprised? But someone I know only through the internet, you know, but encourage someone because to me, one of my priorities or something that's really important to me is making sure that I just, I'm an encourager. That's just it. That's just kind of who I am. So that's something that I've kind of quantified, right? I go through and at the end of the day, I check, you know, can I think of at least one person who I encourage today? And if I don't, I feel kind of like, what did I do today, right? So it's kind of that sense. That's what I mean by quantifying it, where you're actually trying to be more not present, but intentional about it. So like I said, with the example of the person who's trying to be a more supportive friend, it might be, you know, you may write down for yourself one of the things you need to do is listen more, maybe, and then perhaps write a note to a friend whenever you've listened and kind of write an encouraging note um, that could show that you're being a support if they have an event, if they're doing something, making sure you're present. You could have like, you know, at least once a month checking in with a friend and asking a follow-up question. It's always the person who asks the next question, right? Outside of that, you know, how are you? How are you doing? How's your day? How's work? The question after that. Okay, tell me more about that. Well, what did you do after that? You know, that second question, that could just be a, you know, something that's on that list that's quantified. Like, remember to ask that second or third question to really let someone know I'm here. Like, I didn't just tangentially, is that a word? Um, Ask a question because I think we're just wired that way. When we see someone, we say, how's it going? How are you? And we usually get that one word answer. I'm fine, going well, busy, you know, you know, but can we go beyond that? That might be part of your goal is, is saying, okay, I want to always ask a second or a third question to go beyond that, that layer, that top layer that really is so superficial that we're kind of, you know, programmed somehow. I don't know where we learned that, at what age or what stage of life we learned that kind of quick back and forth banter that doesn't really tell us anything. You know, if I really want to know how you're doing, I should ask a second question. And if you really want to tell me, I guess, and if you feel like I really want to know, you'll tell me. So again, another sidetrack, but I think because we're talking again about relationships, those are the kind of things that you want to think about. And so that's where the quote unquote quantification comes in. Is that a word? I'm making up words like left and right today, but that's where it comes in when you're trying to quantify things, right? So it's not the exact same as quantifying how much you make a week in salary or how much you save a week or how much you pay off a week or, you know, progress like we were looking at in a business, but there still are things you can do to quantify to say, okay, if I want this end result, I need to make sure I'm doing this, this, and this. And what I like about that is I don't think it's necessarily mechanical, but it's helping me to be cognizant and remindful of what matters most by telling me, you know what? Did I encourage someone today? You know, it's Sunday. Did me and my husband spend any time together outside of right before going to sleep, you know, together that was just for us? Did we talk? Did we have a deep conversation? And I do the same thing for Zoe, you know, did Zoe and I have time that was just us? My phone was away. We talked, we played, we did something. And so having that written down for me is so great because it helps you to go back and do that check. And also it's great because I could be midweek and say, ooh, I haven't done this yet. 
this is a priority. So I need to see where am I going to fit that in this week in my time? And so that's where the quantification comes in. That's where you can quantify it by keeping that list and helping you stay mindful of the things you need to do to make that relationship what it is. Because here's the thing, relationships are two-way streets, but if both persons, both people in the relationships aren't trying, you have to be responsible for what you bring into a relationship. And I find that the more you put into it, the more the relationship you know, and if everybody believes that, then everybody's putting in, right? So if these are relationships that you're really, you care about, then you have to always be asking yourself, remember, these are healthy relationships we're talking about, right? Not unhealthy relationships. So we're talking generally relationships with close friends, family, spouse, children, and of course, a lot, as many people mention with Christ, like those relationships that truly matter to you, like the closest relationships you have. So I just want to be clear about that because none of this applies to unhealthy relationships. But you want to be always mindful of, am I doing my part? Because I truly do believe in order to have a friend, you have to first show yourself to be friendly. And if you are not being a good friend, if you are not being a good parent, if you are not being a good leader, if you are not being a good spouse, it's really, really hard to expect and unfair that other person to be. Doesn't mean that has to, you know, let me be clear. That doesn't mean, you know, you deserve to be treated badly. But I always like to say, how can I, how can I do self-assessment for me and say, what am I bringing to the table into this? And that's all I'm inviting you all to do in these goals. Because again, we're mainly talking about the goals that have to do or priorities that have to do with relationships. So that's number two. Again, back to the summation of all that is to quantify it. What can you do every week, every day, every month? What are those things you can put down to give yourself guidelines, checklists, reminders to help you to make that end result possible, right? And they're the acts that you listed in number one. And then number three, again, very similar to what we do with our goals is we track our progress, right? Track yourself as you go. You should start to see some improvement, some changes, some some something, right, from those relationships you're working on. Because that's the thing. When you actually are doing these things, you do see progress. Even the slightest amount of progress, right? We argued less. My child has been, behavior has been better. He or she seems to be more grateful, more appreciative, more present, less cranky, less whiny. When we are present with him or her, I'm feeling more peaceful, more joy, more understanding of scripture because of what I'm working on to draw closer to Christ. Whatever that relationship is, you should be able to see progress. And again, even if it is the smallest amount and no, it's not overnight progress, but you know, when you get to six months down the road, you should be able to track and see some progress. And so tracking your progress, I think is really important. And I talked about that last week. That's actually one of the things you must do, right? You must track your progress. You must go back and look at where you've come from to not only encourage you to keep going, but also to see how you can make adjustments where necessary. So do you see impact being made? Do you see in changes? Do you see improvements? Do you see transitions? Um, Do you feel a sense of fulfillment that you were seeking when you made this a priority? You know, do you feel closer to your children, to your spouse? Um, Are you starting to see evidence of spiritual growth in your life, actions, choices, your thoughts? Check in with yourself. And check in with others, you know, as relevant. You know, you may be working on something that is just for you and you don't want to share it with that person. But usually you want to share it with that person. And so you may want to ask. You may not have to say, hey, I've made it a goal or priority to try to be nicer to you because you really suck. Have you noticed that I've tried to be nicer? You know, maybe not that, but maybe have a conversation and say, you know, I was just thinking, you know, the last six months have been really, really 
cool. I've noticed how our time together is blah, blah, blah. Insert, you know, have you noticed any, have you noticed that? Is that me? And they may actually say something to you, but that's just checking in with others. You know, you may say to your friend who you've been trying to be more supportive of, you know, gosh, I was just thinking about the last few months and I really hope that I've been there for you. And I just want to ask you, you know, is there anything else I can do to make you feel supported? You know, do you know that I'm here for you? I'm here for you. And I want to make sure you are aware aware of that. And then hear their response, right? To see, maybe they will say, oh my gosh, yes, I've noticed how much it just seems like things are so much better, blah, blah, blah. You never know. So I think it's also important to check in when relevant with the other person as well. And just remember that little by little, day by day, as with any goal, your priorities, whatever you want to call it, you have to be willing to put in the time and the effort to see the necessary and the desired changes or improvement and know that it won't happen overnight, particularly with relationships, because those are those are harder, right? I think, than the goals we're setting in our business. Cause it's like we do the things in business that, you know, X, Y, and Z, you put in that work, you actually give the effort, you're gonna see that, you know, because you're working with something that's not as personal, I guess, in a sense, although business is personal but it's different, right? You see that. That's a lot easier than when it's human to human, like real emotions, real life being intertwined in there. So all that to say is number three is to track your progress, but at the same time, don't have great expectations, but also have patience, right? Give yourself grace and say, you know, little by little progress, right? I don't know if I'm going to see major improvements, major shifts, major changes, or if it's going to just be little signs here along the way. But whatever it is, just little by little, right? Day by day. I think it's really important when we're talking about relationships of any kind. And number four, write out your goals. And of course, we talk about that in episode 23. And anytime I'm talking about goals, priorities, I think they both need to be written um, so that you can see them, right? Be reminded, write them in your power sheets, in your journal, on the top of your planner every day, if you do daily or weekly, just somewhere that they can serve as a reminder and an encouragement to you about what you're currently working on. Because here's the thing, they're like 20 things, right? And there's probably more, but let's just say there are 20 things that really matter to you, that are really important to you and that you wish you could be working on right now. But we all know you can't. You cannot be working on 20 things simultaneously. All of them will suck. Nothing will be good and nothing will be as good as it could be if you're focused on maybe three things, right? So the reason we write these things down isn't because, okay, well, isn't it obvious I want to grow closer to my children or spend more? Yeah, it is. But you also want to do 17 other things. So what you need to do is tell yourself, these are the things we're focusing on. This is what we're focused on right now. That's why I tell you to write it down. Not because it, you know, isn't at the forefront of your mind, but hey, side note, it's not always. It's really easy to get bogged down and forget what your top priorities are or what your top goals are. That's why I have it on my wall. I have it on a huge poster board here. I have it in my planner. I have it on sticky notes. I have it in my vision board. I have it everywhere because life happens. The day happens. Things happen. And the next thing you know, you've forgotten. This is what I'm focusing on right now. Oh, I almost started working on something that's number 18 on my list. I'm only focusing on one, two, and three right now because I really want one, two, and three to work. And once I do that, I will get to a day when one, two, and three either come supernaturally to me, super space naturally, not supernaturally the word, um, come naturally to me, or I've done that thing so much that that's now taking care of itself and I can move to four, five, six. 
But if you don't focus and write down what are your primary things you're working on, what matters most to you today, I'm telling you somewhere down the line, that's going to get washed aside by something that doesn't matter as much. That's why I tell you to write them down somewhere that you can see them daily. Don't just say that as some kind of, ooh, I heard that somewhere and that sounded really cool. I tell you guys the things that I know that have worked for me consistently in many places, life, business, work, lawyer, student, business owner, mom, wife, friend. I tell you the things that work across the board, which means I know they will work for you, right? So that's why we write these things down because we want to focus on what matters most. And it's so easy and it's human nature to forget every other minute, every other second that we're breathing, right? Because there's other things that try to steal and snatch our attention and distract us. And so that's why I say write it down. And so the four things again are first, you're going to write down what are those specific acts that you have to do to help you make this more of a priority or reach your goal, right? Which is your desired result is being closer, improving a relationship. It could be, you know, all those kind of things. Those are the examples I heard. Improving relationships, strengthening relationships, deepening relationships, right? Number two, how do you quantify that? Um, By writing out those things you have to do and helping yourself stay accountable by writing, okay, what can I do every day, every week, every month, every quarter? What can I plan to keep these things at the forefront of my mind and help me to remember to do these things, right? Because they, they all may not come naturally and they may all not be comfortable. And that's another thing I talked about last week is moving past being convinced or being, you know, oh, I only can do what's, you know, really convenient for me today. Mm, most relationships aren't going to work that way, right? Parents, spouse, you know, it's, it's way beyond, oh, I have to do what's convenient for me, what feels right, what feels good. Mm, sometimes we have to push past that, right? Because what's best is past that, right? If you keep doing what you've already done, you're going to get what you already have. And chances are the reason you made this goal is because you want to make what you already have better. That means you probably have to do something you haven't done before, you know, so that's why we do the quantification and we make the list. Number three is to track your progress along the way. That's his encouragement. And just so you can go in and do a check and say, okay, how's this going? Is, am I getting there? Am I, is it clear that I'm making this a priority right now in this season? And number four is to write it down, to write out that goal, to write out that priority somewhere that you can see it constantly, every single day, every single week, right? In multiple places if necessary. And those are the ways that you handle when your goal isn't quantifiable or measurable. It's more of a priority. That's what I call it. But whatever you want to call it, that's how you tackle that. That's how you handle it. And I hope that is very helpful to you because I just got so many people asking that exact same question. I had to take a moment to help you all and to really share that with you of how to walk through that. I would love to hear if you have any questions. You can always find me on Instagram at Shante Grant, S-H-U-N-T-A-G-R-A-N-T, or in my Facebook community, which is absolutely free. It's private and closed. And you can find that at shantegrant.com forward slash community. Sign up and they'll take you right there to the community to join us. And I want to hear from you. How can I help you? How have you been able to apply this? And don't forget to download the checklist at shantegrant.com forward slash 37. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that it has been helpful. I hope that you have walked away with something that has helped you or can help you help someone else. And as always, my friends, the most important thing that you can do to let someone know that their content means something to you is valuable 
is not just consume it for yourself selfishly and never share it. Share it, my friends, and share it far and wide. Sharing my content helps other people and allows me to help others, and it's you helping others as well. So don't forget to share this podcast with somebody today, with somebody else this week, and with somebody else next week, right? And as always, remember, you can find the show notes for today's episode at shantagrant.com forward slash 37. You'll also find today's free download there and you can catch every episode of the podcast, all of the show notes, all of the downloads, all of the links at shantagrant.com forward slash podcast. Are you ready to build your e-commerce website with confidence? Allow me to introduce you to Sell on Shopify, my training that will teach you how to build a website on Shopify in as little as one to two days. Listen, your website is the employee that never takes a day off. Your online store works for you 24-7 as a representation of your business and your brand. So why not build a website that gives you options and opportunity? Sell on Shopify will teach you how to confidently build your Shopify website with a detailed walk through the back end of Shopify and a step-by-step guide on how to build your website without ever using code. This training will help you finally get moving in the direction you've been trying for so long. And you can get started today. You don't have to go another day trying to create your own space on the World Wide Web. I've taken the guesswork out of setting up your own Shopify site. Sell on Shopify will teach you how to create the essentials. I'll walk you through how to choose and set up your website theme, create your homepage, products page, blog page, contact page, and any additional pages you may want. I also show you how to create invoices for your customers right within Shopify. Learn logistics, how to make your site easy to navigate, how to utilize Shopify reports, how to confidently create your website, my shortcuts, tips, and tricks, and so much more. Did I mention the bonuses? Yep, I'm including a free downloadable worksheet with tips to help you transition from Etsy to Shopify, a tutorial walking you through how to set up your Facebook pixels, which is a must, and I'm giving you my go-to resources, all for free, along with sale on Shopify. So are you ready to get started? You know it's time to build a website for your brand, a website that gives you the opportunity to grow your business, have creative control over the look of your website, and allows you to sell more without loads of fees. Why sit around trying to figure it out on your own when I can help you to push past roadblocks so that you can get your products into the hands of your customers. Start your Shopify site right now with Sell on Shopify. You can get started today by going to sellonshopify.com and find out why Jacqueline said Sell on Shopify made her feel like Wonder Woman. Jacqueline says, the only words besides thank you, well done, exactly what I needed is why didn't I ask for this six months ago? This course was easy to follow, easy to follow, so easy to follow. And did I mention it was easy to follow? It's a total boost in confidence that I needed. I actually understood and accomplished a task. I created my Shopify website. Thank you, Shantae, for sale on Shopify. Now, my friend, it's your turn. Are you ready to build a Shopify site that keeps your customers coming back for more? Remember, your website is the employee that never takes a day off. Get started on your Shopify website by going to sellonshopify.com. I'll see you on the inside. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, that the sound of my voice finds you in the midst of pursuing something that has sincere meaning to you. You can find a brand new episode of the Business Life and Joy podcast each and every Monday morning at shantegrant.com forward slash podcast. 
Until then, my friends, may your business and your life be filled with joy. Bye for now.